Paragimel Mishnah Yedalev. Mishnah continues to discuss the halachas of the Halal Tfilam that were recited each day of the Chagim, including Sukkot. The Mishnah discusses the practice of repeating some of the Psukim of Halal. The Halal essentially consists of the six Prakim of Tehillim 113 through 118. The Mishnah makes reference to a custom, which is pretty widespread, to repeat the last nine verses of the final chapter of Halal, chapter 118. And rationale for this is that the first part of the chapter is pretty repetitive in nature. And so we continue the repetitive pattern and repeat the final nine verses of the chapter as well. The Mishnah says regarding this custom that Makum if one is in a community where that is the custom, one should follow that custom. Livshot Yivshot. If he's in a community where the custom is not to repeat the final nine verses of chapter 118 of the Hallel, then he should follow that custom and only recite those verses once. The Misha teaches us that the issue of reciting a conclusionary blessing at the end of the Hallel is also a matter of custom. So, Levarach Achrov Yivarach Achrov. If that is the custom, to recite that conclusionary blessing, which begins with Yahalucha Hashem Elokeinu Komasach, etc., and concludes Baruch Hashem Melech Mulah If local practice is to recite that final blessing, then that should be followed Hakol Keminega Medina. should follow whatever the local custom is. Mepharshim note that when the Mishnah says that reciting the blessing on the Halal is a matter of custom, that's only true of the conclusionary blessing. The blessing we recite... Before beginning Hallel, that is not a matter of custom, that is obligatory per the rule that we always recite a blessing before performing a mitzvah. The Mishnah now moves back to the Arba Minim. The Mishnah teaches the following halacha. One purchases a lulav, meaning the Arba Minim, from his fellow, but his fellow, the seller here, is an Amaretz, he's not a learned person. And therefore, we can't do automatically assume he's going to comply with the various agricultural halachos. He made this purchase from the Amaret seller during Shviyas, during a Shemitah year. And of course, during the Shemitah year, there are restrictions in terms of what person may do with any produce that sprouts during the Shemitah year. And as it concerns our halacha here, there is a halacha that says that if somebody sells some Shemitah produce, he may only use the money to buy food. Rabbanim were concerned that if he does a regular purchase of this esrog, gives some art seller money for the esrog, the Amaretz is not going to comply with the halacha, that he will misuse the money, not comply with the laws of Shemitah. Therefore, to avoid such a possibility, no sin lo esrog matana. The buyer should ask the seller to Give him the esrog as a gift. As explained, we don't want the buyer to purchase this esrog uh, from the Amar seller during Shemitah. Now, as we could imagine, the seller may put up some resistance to that. He might very well say, I'm not giving you the esrog for free. This is my livelihood. This is a for-profit business here. I'm not just giving away a srogim. The Gemara says that in that case, is they should call the transaction as far as the esrog a gift, and the buyer will just agree to pay more for the other minim. The issue of shviyas of shemitah isn't applicable to the other minim; they're considered just mere wood. 
So they're not subject to the Shemitah restrictions. Therefore, the uh, solution here is pay more for the other minim, and then technically the esrog is being given as a gift, and we thus don't have to be concerned that the Amaret seller will use the proceeds in a manner that violates the laws of Shemitah.